Good evening, Michelle. How are you? I'm very well. Good evening, Elizabeth. Well, thank you for joining our podcast. You're very welcome. Um, the podcast is I'm Not Just an African Woman, mm-hmm. where we discuss um, how to change the way we talk about ourselves and also how to make sure that we talk up to influence public perception of African women. Thank you for joining me this evening. Yeah, how was the day today? Was it? Um, yes, it was um, busy as usual. And um, the working from home and a home environment is obviously quite alien to a lot of us. So um, you have to adapt to your particular home you know, some people have a, 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 quite a large home, so they've got enough time to space and, you know, some people don't. So it's just about adapting. So with me, I've just moved not too long ago and didn't have a chance to buy all furniture. So I had to make do and accommodate. And I'm quite happy to actually have a job, whereas many don't. But um, yeah, it was a good productive day. Oh, so how are you feeling after COVID? Well, we're still in the midst of it, but it's eased somewhat. And um, at one point, um, it was quite isolating because obviously I was um, unable to see family and friends and just even taking a walk was at one point quite restrictive. You couldn't be out for a period of time and um, it it became quite claustrophobic, actually. Um, The days kind of rolled into each other because there was nothing to separate. Uh-huh. You were in the house constantly, you went to sleep, um, you woke up, it was a new day. It was just like a, a, a cycle, a rotating cycle of just doing the same thing. There was nothing visually different, there was no other interactions apart from Zoom or Skype, or those sort of um, outlets which everybody uses and utilises at this current time. So that was the only faces you were actually seeing was remote and virtual faces that were through a screen um, at your laptop or on your phone. So it was, yeah, it was really alien. But it's, I'm glad to be able to just go out slightly and, and, and see people again. That was the most important thing that I missed. The lack of interaction it was quite isolating. But there's a good side to this pandemic. It's because now you know all the corridors of your house. I <laughs> Definitely know every corner and every inch of my home, but also I think it gave me an opportunity to do some self-reflection, um, take time for myself, which I don't normally do. Um, look, just have that solemn, solemn time where you can actually just be completely quiet and there's no rush to go anywhere or there's no need to put makeup. There was just no need for the trappings that we normally get embroiled in. It was just literally about you're in your home, you have to learn to like your own company. Um, so yes, it was, it's, it's been quite an awakening actually for me in, in, in parts. So basically, as a woman of African descent, you were just commuting from your kitchen <laughs> to your bathroom. Correct. Yes, correct, that was it. I mean, it was like a Groundhog Day. If you've ever seen that film, when the man wakes up to the same day and the same radio station and everything is exactly the same and he knows how everything's going to end it became a little bit like that in a sense that it was literally nine o'clock you opened up your laptop you started to work you had 
certain interactions with your colleagues and then you closed at 5 p.m. and started, it was just such a rotation of the same, it became a bit of a groundhog day. Everything was very repetitive until I had to then learn within and look within myself to say, no, I can't, I can't, I have to do more, read more, do a bit of exercise, do, you know, things that I wasn't um, able to have the time to do. Um, I stopped feeling sorry for myself that I'm all alone and actually relishing the fact that for once in my life I am actually alone and I don't have a choice. So it's, a, it's about actually learning to love your space um, and your life. So it's been, it's been a bit of an up and downhill struggle, but yeah, it's been, it's been quite an awakening. So regarding the podcast, um, which is I'm not just an African woman, which means that even during that time when you were locked down in your mm -hmm. own home, um, how did you leave that pandemic as a woman of African descent? How did you manage, you know, it, did he have an, any impact on your mental health or how did you manage to change the way you talk about yourself? Like being in the house, no distraction. Did you have any positive self-talk or negative self-talk? Because mm -hmm. we heard that during this period, um, it's impacted a lot of um, of our community mental health. How did you feel? There definitely were times when um, the only conversation I was having <laughs> was with myself, if that makes sense. So I, whereas I would lean to a colleague to ask a question or, you know, have that support system, there was definitely, in relation to work, there was definitely no support system. And yes, there was times when I berated myself quite heavily because I didn't know something or I did something wrong or there was so much to do for the organisation that I work with. Um, we were very integral to, um, you know, we're frontline services, such so it was very much um, there was a dependency of doing things correctly and quickly, and you know there was a lot riding on it. So when I, I did find that I, I berated myself, and actually it wasn't that it increased or decreased; it was the fact that I noticed how much I berated myself, or I noticed how negative or despondent I became if something went wrong. Um, I noticed those things, which probably you do unconsciously and then something else distracts you so you don't actually think about it but yeah it, it definitely did impact in a sense of me realizing that I'm quite hard on myself um, I'm realizing that I think I'm not a perfectionist but actually I am and I want to do well but sometimes I doubt myself or lack confidence to do what I would like to do because I think I, I do prefer to, no, not prefer, I do like to do things perfectly. And when I don't, I get very despondent very quickly. Um, so that relationship between being a perfectionist and having a lack of confidence is a complete contradiction. And I think I do this constantly where I want to be a perfectionist or I want to do something correctly. I don't like, I'm not very patient, so I don't like to repeat myself. I like to get things done first time, but I don't, invariably I don't. So there's this cycle of of wanting and not necessarily achieving. So that became very apparent um, during this period of being working from home and not having the distractions or 
the ability to have a support work, uh, you know, system within work. So yeah, it it, it did impact on my confidence, I have to say. Um, but in other ways, it kind of made me be self, very much self-reliant. So again, where I would have probably asked somebody or somebody would have asked me, we're all independently little pods in our own homes, having to just strategize how we're going to um, execute a particular or implement a particular piece of work. So yeah, that 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 was that's been it's been like a nosedive in terms of understanding how you are and then the uphill of realizing that you actually are in control and you can resolve or do whatever you thought at one point was you know um, out of your abilities or it was too much for you to do so yeah it's it's it impacted me in a sense of um, realizations more than depression it was a lot of realizations about myself and how I work and how I interact with people and how much I depend or don't depend on on family or friends or work colleagues yeah it's been hard so so it's been hard so that's why we're having like this forum and podcast you will be joyful because sometimes um being on your own in your home that's why I keep on focusing of um the fact that being an African of African descent did it help you to challenge those casual misconceptions that we have about ourselves because you were in your own mm-hmm. home and you could actually have the reflection that um, how you feel or how you talk about mm-hmm. yourself is much more to do yes. with the inner work that needs to be done uh, instead of instead of projecting or instead of um blaming the environment yeah you know how, how how did you take the fact that you're on your own and you don't know the the support you didn't understand even what you could do in this period because uh, you know we've lost quite a lot of people yes yeah yeah exactly and um that was a Obviously, it casted the shadow of, of, well, yeah, fear, because we, at the time, back in March, we didn't know exactly what this virus was all about, how you truly contracted it, and it was uh, a lot of, um, I can't necessarily say propaganda, but there was definitely a lot of um, media attention on the, our community and the fact that we um, were the susceptible ones. Um, and. I remember thinking that a lot of people at the time were believing that we wouldn't get it because of some some reports that uh, you know oh we're 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 immune to it sort of thing and I thought you can't be let's not be naive let's wait and see how this this is going to you know impact us and it, and it impacted us at the initially quite harshly I'm not sure whether we statistically are still susceptible but you know, in terms of we're the ones that are getting it the most, but definitely, so that was very disheartening, I have to say, because it was like, I need to interact and go out for my work. Um, and I noticed that people, not that I went out quite a lot, but people were, when I even just go went locally, people would be veering away from me as though somehow I was contagious or, you know, or something. There was, it was just a different, there was a different, it was a shift. Um, 
as as a woman of African descent. Can you believe that that shift was because yeah. of the statement yeah. that was being yeah. put out in the media that um, something that started from abroad yeah. has now suddenly become um, the BME mm-hmm. light. Yeah, and we were the it was like we were the contagions, we were the carriers all of a sudden that because because it was hitting us the most or people of color the most it was somehow that you know oh stay clear and it was like well hang on a second i'm just going from a to b how comes all of a sudden people want to cross the road i get it at the beginning it was a lot of social distancing to the point where people were crossing i thought it was a bit extreme to cross the road so yeah i, I noticed that um on the early onset and that was just going locally because that's all we could do at the time remain local to go to the shops etc do a one hour exercise that kind of thing but yeah, there was a definite shift. It seems to have calmed down again, but it, at the beginning, it, yeah. it did feel like there was a bit of a shift. Um, Copen- so could we say that at the beginning, you know, to use the proper term, there was a peak yeah. on um, walking as an African and feeling that you are still being portrayed as the carrier of something that is not and that is not um it was totally unknown we didn't know anything much about the particular virus all we knew was the statistics that were reported daily on the news so nobody really knew but i this might be just my experience because i i definitely felt it and maybe other people will will agree or disagree but i did definitely felt a little shift in the sense of people being a lot more wary and maybe those same people were wary of everybody, but I did notice it and I'm thinking, it did make me, to the point where I, I noticed it, it was very, they weren't trying to hide, it was definitely a cross over the road and then cross back, you know. It was... So how so how do you, how do you feel that um, other women like yourself um, felt? Did you feel it as another rejection or did you? I felt, I thought it would feel like a a way of now, it would become, we were the pariahs. Yeah, that was what, maybe I projected that, but the the initial reactions that I I came across um, was that I thought the way they were reporting it, that was that, you know, black people, people of African descent would become the pariahs because we somehow had, we were susceptible. I mean, there was one report where somebody said, oh, well, maybe it's because they don't wash their hands enough. And I'm thinking, really? That's not enough of a reason to be classifying the whole race as susceptible. But from, from oh. yeah, there was some, there was, I don't know if it was in America or here. It was a politician. I think it was even America. It was a very flippant comment about um, black people not washing their hands. Maybe that's why they're susceptible. Or maybe that's why they're, they're, they're catching it more. And, you know, so somehow our, our hygiene now became an issue. Um, so I, I, I did feel that um, for some reason, we, we, were, we were more likely to die. It, it came across that way at the beginning because that's how it was portrayed. So obviously as a woman of African descent, it made me feel definitely that I had to stay in. You know, definitely that, um, you know, and it, we just, we just, I just closed myself. I can't say about anybody else. I just closed myself down in terms of just being in the house, following the guidelines because the reports were being, you know, 
every day and I stopped re watching the news after a while yeah I stopped watching the news it was it was just I, I personally don't like to get all of that spoon-fed information you know that is agenda it has an agenda to it so I just kind of stopped um, it filtered through when I could cope but I didn't really I didn't watch every news you know the nine o'clock in the morning news the midday news the six o'clock news the ten o'clock I, I don't do those sort of um, so if I caught a bit of news and I might watch the, the, the lockdown broadcast um, that happened at five, I think it was, every now and again, but I generally don't watch watch the news to that. So I think that this forum, you know, one way to address this um, inequality of outcome, you know, for African women or people from African descent is to make space, you know, like we are doing now, um, for them to explore their experience because I think that if they have a space where they can tell uh, a story about themselves, their experience, it will unlock, you know, attainment mm -hmm. for them. Definitely. Because, for example, um, um, can I ask you what you do in life? Uh, yes, you may. I, I currently work as a... I, I, I studied as a building surveyor. I work within the construction industry and I'm now a project manager. So you could be classified as middle class? Oh, well, I don't know about that, but yes, society would say as a professional that I am. Why? Why? Because this is the thing, you know, um, I've just told you that yeah. you, you are classified as a middle class, but you're response to me is to say I don't know about that but what I'm trying to uh, bring with this podcast is to try and show um, African women that we need an image to match our yeah. skills so I just mm. want to find out why did you feel that you have to downplay or actually what you represent or what society says that your jobs afford you to be called um, yeah class. I think that's my own I, I come from working class parents and um, I still feel like I, you know, I go out to work every day and I do a, a, a good job. Um, but I've never really connected to the whole terminology of middle class. Um, it's such a broad spectrum. So, yeah, it, it's one of the, uh, the whole internal, my internal dialogue to, to, to deal with that particular word definitely shifted towards the negative automatically. As I said it, I thought, ooh, and then you jumped straight there to, to highlight that, yeah, that's something that you need to um, address. I don't, I haven't really got a, a clear answer. It's just something that because I know I'm, I come from working class roots, I'm very proud of my working class roots, I, I suppose. So I'm still working class, but I can't afford it a professional, a professional career. And that's maybe how I identify. But you see, this is the thing. I'm going to repeat again that we need to start um, matching yes. our yeah. skills because when I'm saying this, it's for me when I hear uh, an African woman or African descent saying that I'm a surveyor and you have been in that um, profession, I think, for a long yes. time. For me, it's more uh, an optimistic um, image you know, that you are showing that says that, you know, actually 
our landscape is changing mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. It, this is why we need to have like conversation and experience like yeah. this to try and find out why although we have with the best intention um, we have jobs that are classified as middle class mm-hmm. or even you know and we still don't do not feel at ease so should we can we say that this is how it comes from the way you talk about yourself or the way you you perceive yourself yes um yeah definitely that's my own internal dialogue being projected outwards yeah that's not that's not something that i've been told or you know somebody said oh well yeah yeah you're a surveyor but you're you're working that's that, that definitely is my internal dialogue and yeah i get the point of of the fact that we need to because yeah i'm i'm a degree in in building surveying i've worked as a building surveyor i'm now a project manager yeah i suppose in certain suspects respects yes i am would be classified as middle class because i am a professional and i've been a professional for for a long time now um so it is something that yeah we have to embrace i think i have to embrace this let me talk about myself because maybe other people don't feel like i do but i definitely have to embrace the fact and maybe even you know be proud of the fact that you know i've i've achieved my achievements are that i've managed to you know have a career in something that i enjoy um and relatively good at you know so yes i do have to i have to look on the internal dialogue that i have in response because that's that was a little that was a little eye opener in a sense of yeah that came out automatically i didn't even think that what when you asked when i said what i said i didn't even think about it it just was an automatic so that is a subconscious internal dialogue that i have going on so i'm seeing that you know so you are actually admitting that you have to adapt how to describe yourself depending on who is talking to yes. you yes yeah that- actually yeah because sometimes um and it's not it's not a gender or a race it's just the the other person that's asking kind of like it's like oh you know they 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 they've shocked or or they kind of show me that not that it's there's nothing much to it but that they're not happy about it in some way i i, I feel the energy that's not necessarily um supportive at all so yeah i i do sometimes play down what i do because of the reactions that i get if once i say and you know yeah definitely i do adapt i put my hands up to that one i do adapt to depending upon the scenario and the circumstance so this is so you have perception that are stuck um in the past because i know that um even when sometimes i speak to people mm-hmm. especially to african women you feel that this is why the the podcast is called i'm not just an african woman so meaning that when people see you um unless you start admitting within yourself that who you are what you do yes you made it class you deserve it because you work for it um you would just be oh this is this woman from around the mm-hmm. corner when actually uh that's why with this podcast we're going to work and i'm having so many calls from other women oh, they have like their directors yeah. their 
the ambassadors today i spoke to one ambassador lady they have this it means that i am enough what is it that you are who you are and you are not a fraud but maybe does it come with the persecution that you know some african women have when they grow up where they say oh no you can't possibly be this because you had that reaction when i'm saying that but you classify as middle class <gasps> you can't yeah, possibly yeah. be no no no, no, no limitations no. it doesn't sound yeah, right we, we i think I don't know whether it's a I don't want to say family or but or whether it's an internal but there's a definite ceiling of, or a limitation sometimes that we we grow up and we break through and 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 there's tiers of of um limitations or ceilings I should let me call them ceilings glass ceilings where we you know you achieve and you achieve and you achieve but each achievement is like a, a bit of a struggle and depending upon the, the the actual personality of that individual they will either go through soaring or it's always like some people might crack their head a few times before they break through and it's it's that having to break through um expectations maybe our own expectations expectations of others um we have to prove i i definitely have to prove um my abilities all the time or they're in question or if i do something wrong i notice that it becomes a bit more of a big deal and if i do something right or i say something people are a bit surprised and they might get an eye eyebrow raised or something so there's definitely a bit of expectations going on there but um yeah i think i i definitely just talking from my own my own um, experience i have to um I definitely have to change my own internal dialogue which is you know very good because i can see that this podcast is actually needed definitely you know among ourselves because um there is work to be done yeah. you know to promote the value of an african woman or a woman of african descent mm-hmm. um within her within her own role because we have to start being secure with who we are and not to downplay who we are to fit yes uh in the equation because um there is this story that i found quite um amazing because there's this man i spoke to him today and he was telling me that you know he's married to this uh, beautiful english lady and she told me herself she said oh my goodness i never knew that you know podcasts like this would exist because she says that her husband being you know of african descent and people say hi to them because when they see them with the mixed race child but then she said that he has to he says hello to every single person because he has to overcompensate mm-hmm. of not to frighten yeah. Yeah. people you know because he's so um he has such a build that is quite impressed you know impressive i saw him myself i was like oh and he was saying and the wife she was saying that she doesn't know what she can do um for people just to accept his presence and i was telling her that maybe um it, 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 it's this awkwardness that people feel about them or she feels about it's only because some people have not been exposed you know to a different type of people from african descent they have this image of for example when you saying top you know you do your job very well but if you are denying who you are yourself how do you how can you expect 
people to accept you because you don't accept who you your true self true. very true it's a very poignant statement yeah yeah so sometimes we, we create conflict but the conflict that are outside are actually conflict that we have within ourselves to accept and say um because we have this um you talked about limitation yeah. there's this um i can't the, the word is not coming i'm I, i'm going to use limitation but there's this like a bar you know that keeps going higher yeah. and higher that's and the ceiling higher. that's the yeah, ceiling yeah. that i was talking about the glass ceiling that you always have to break through to get to the next level it's like there's always a little something that you know you have to but yeah carry on sorry yeah so there's this glass ceiling who said that the bar that is put for us we need to even um um live according to this we have to live according to our own means so meaning for you you are middle class so when you hear the word middle class you go oh oh not me uh you mean someone else because i've seen people you would say oh wow you middle class and, and they look behind they said are you talking about yeah and i said is there anyone else oh no you must be talking about someone else and then these women downplay who they really yeah. are and it's 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 so sad to see that you have to shrink to be able to be accepted yeah successful successful black women you know it, it, yeah it comes with um it comes with its costs it comes with its prices but yes a successful black woman in a sense of she's she's working independent achieving career driven um self motivated all of those things are not always um celebrated i think they're not always celebrated which i think maybe is another reason why it's easier to downplay because it's there's not it's not always celebrated it's not always um looked upon as wow wonderful you know she's she's doing it for herself or she's she's got a great career um going and she's working hard to 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 achieve because for her own aspirations for her own um ambitions but yeah i don't i don't always feel that it's it's celebrated amongst our community amongst our people those achievements that individual yeah. achievements that people make so this is why we would do like uh, uh episode twice a week okay. you know right. and um, we will see and have tips how we can transform those conflict that we have within ourselves first because we cannot transform um outside conflict if we don't deal with the conflict inside mm-hmm. accepting that yes um yeah we, uh, we are doing well accepting that yes we are beautiful accepting that mm-hmm. um uh, yes we are a force to be reckoned with but if we keep all these insecurity that sometimes don't have any before we go even in the historical sure. thing of how you know how we feel the trauma of the past history and all this i honestly believe that all this thing can be transformed because it's like is mandela was saying that uh, nobody is born with hate okay. so we can say the same thing that no young girls when they're born and they grow growing up is born with hating herself yeah. 
these are learned behaviors you know that we definitely have to start tackling and challenging within ourselves mm-hmm. first so that when you go into the present you are proud to be who you are because you worked for what yeah. you have yeah you studied and you 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 did your mm-hmm. best to become the person that you are now so to embrace our fullness to embrace our um, good and bad and and make sure that we before embracing then we can accept who we are so when you go into a room you own the room because it's going to be yes oh girl you rock it <laughs> definitely <laughs> Yeah, empowerment, definitely. I need a bit of that. And I'm sure your audience, podcast audience, will definitely agree with that one as well. There's, who can't do with a bit more so empowerment? We work, yeah, go on. Definitely. We'll work on self-love, yeah. self-esteem, self-confidence, yeah. and owning our womanhood. Absolutely. Amen to that one. Yes. You know, and... Um, not being judged because we start judging ourselves because that's why I think that I'm not just I'm just not an African woman when I say that it means that there's more to me I speak six languages I do this I do that I do different things what do you see and then I realize that no sometimes people see um my behavior my own learned behavior this is what they're seeing mm-hmm. they're not actually seeing the true me yeah yeah definitely yeah and we have to sometimes put on a persona to to fit to fit where we're at you know when you're with people at work or english people you have to you know we do seem to switch it up all the time i i do anyway i notice that And why do you feel why do you feel that we do that sometimes? Acceptability, isn't it? It's to be accepted. You know, it's, it's to be accepted. For example, you know, youngsters when I was growing up as a youngster, um we used to have, you know, little slang talk that like certain words were slang. Kids still do it. Every generation does it. They've got their own little particular words. But my parents were very intolerant to that. As far as they were concerned, when I came through the doors, they wanted me to speak English in the in the correct way so i couldn't if you, if i went out with my friends and spoke how my parents wanted me to speak it's like what's wrong with you and if i came home and spoke how my friends and i spoke my parents were like cut that out straight away uh uh-uh, that's not how you you know that's not what we want for you so there's always a, a situation where children have to or people generally just you know adapt we speak different when you're in front of your parents than when you're in front of your siblings or your grandparents or your friends so we always just adapt but it the 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 shift can be quite extreme when you're dealing with how you are in society as a person of african descent in my so I'm surprised that you didn't you didn't reach um what they call like crisis point because <laughs> they make me sound a bit mental no it's not a meltdown it's just gen- it's just a general <laughs> it's just a, it's just a general everybody switches it up in terms of like I just said if you when you're when you're talking to your children you don't talk to your 
husband or wife the same way or you, you know there's different we have different languages of of communication depending upon who we're addressing at the time all i'm saying is that sometimes those shifts are quite extreme how i am at home is not how i am at work and vice versa so or how i am with my parents is not the same as how i am talking on this podcast so it's it's different but the thing is that what i took from what you just said is um did you feel uh, you felt out of place sometime because if when your parents demand that you speak english in a certain way and you go out uh with your friends and school friends and you were like rejected because they would say no we don't recognize that way of mm. speaking what do you mean who are you who do you pretend mm-hmm. to be how did it make you feel yeah. when you went to school well uh, from my own personal experience sometimes were you frustrated or you needed to step away or i just felt that sometimes i wasn't people classified me as you know sometimes in some aspects you're too black and in other aspects you're not black enough if that if you understand that term that i just said it's like sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes you you'd get judged by your peers if you talk a certain way or or act a certain way or dress a certain way yeah peer pressure but it's it carries on in society you know you you have to find the middle way you have to find the middle ground in in everything that you do so yeah it is very pressure so, in that respect so as you grow older as an african African women uh or women of African descent did you so did you feel like you wanted to you wanted to support a uh, support or you wanted to be somewhere where you belong I just I just just became my own person I just stopped with you know I lost my hair I did whatever I wanted to do for my own identity for my own personality for for myself it wasn't about fitting in anymore I, couldn't give two hoots about fitting in anymore it was about what so you went totally the other way I became way. real to, for myself and acceptable for myself it was about self acceptability and and self love in the sense that I wasn't there to please anybody else and adapt for anybody else it was this is me and I've come to a certain age as well age is a wonder a lot of people don't like it but when you get to a certain age you do have the freedom to be completely different than you was 20 30 however many years ago it was you wouldn't dare to do certain things because you're young when you're now a certain age and you've lived a life or, or had various experiences you don't take on the same issues or it's not your problem and you realize it's not my problem how people view me as long as i'm um a decent upright person with integrity and honor I, I'm how you judge me is how you judge me. It's not it's not my problem. So yeah, I became and I did what I wanted to do in terms of my own image, um how I projected myself. It became more personalized as opposed to fitting into other people's boxes. So then um you found your identity. Yeah. Because you know for some people like me or other people um I struggled quite a long time with um how I I projected myself because you know like you come from a well off but then the when society looks at you it's like no you can't mm-hmm. be 
no, you can't speak German. No, you can't speak English. No, you can't do this. No, you can't speak six language. You can't have met uh, uh, Gandhi. No, you can't. You can't have done this. Indira Gandhi, you what? You know, there's always... So because you get all this self-doubt from mm-hmm. people, so you as a, you start now as an African woman having those self-doubt and you say, oh yeah, maybe they're right. So even if you lived something wonderful you start doubting and you're saying that oh yeah why am i with the people around me then yeah you stop yeah maybe they're right maybe i shouldn't be you you understand so you start like doubting yourself and also even sometimes i used to have like friends at uni their name was pronounced so badly and i never knew that it was an issue for them yeah you know and then i had to learn with the equality and diversity that actually, you know, pronouncing somebody's name properly is a sense of pride. Yeah, and respect, you're respecting them. You know, and um, no, this podcast is going to be wonderful because we haven't even touched. <laughs> I'm so happy that um, this is going to be a forum where we can open up. And today we did the roundout finding out like why mm-hmm we we say what we say about ourselves why are we denying who we really are why are we denying our achievement and um, our next podcast would be can you guess um, no you tell me is it, or is it a surprise no it's going to be strategy that we need to adopt that'd be good that'd be know. good yes it will be strategy because remember that everything uh, an African woman does or says sends out a message about who she is. Yes. So um, by us owning up, um, I think we'll be uh, easier to, to connect with other people. Mm-hmm. It will be, you know, we have the middle ground because we will go with accepting who we are and it's going to be able it's going to be easier for us to accept um, our strength really yeah yes I think I think um, to live in your own grace yeah we definitely need to be able to do that because that's the thing that we've always either been made to well made to feel that we you know somehow we shouldn't celebrate like I said earlier celebrate our own achievements sometimes even to be proud of ourselves to actually pat ourselves on the back and say, yeah, well, it might have been a struggle, but hey, look at me now. Or, you know, we don't we do not do that enough. And, and we are very, um, I don't like to say strong. I think we're very able. We're always, you know, like Maya Angelou's poem, you know, and, and, and we rise. We, we're always able to, to get back up, up and, 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 and keep on stepping, keep on going forward. But that doesn't mean that we are not uh, human. That doesn't oh, mean I'm that... For a minute, making it sound like we're, we're subhuman or, or, or superheroes. It's just meaning that, you know, there is an inner strength um, that we can we can tap into and we have tapped into. Um, I certainly have. I can talk for myself on that front um, to keep going and to, and to persevere and to, you know, strive. Regardless, there's always that inability that we seem to have 
Oh, Michelle, it was such a pleasure to have Thank you today. Thank you very much. Um, I will be calling you very often because we need to, to see your journey and we will be talking about tips. So don't forget to smile. <laughs> I won't. Be honest. Be enthusiastic. Yeah. Until we meet again, have a lovely evening and see you next, next Thank time. Thank you, Elizabeth. Bye. Bye. Bye.